We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour and Sleeper Fantasy, welcome to Light Years, uh, a very somber edition of Light Years. Uh, everyone listening to this has probably seen the news. Warriors assistant coach Dayan Milejovic, uh, belovedly called Decky, passed away suddenly in Utah. Uh, sudden heart attack. Only 46 years old. Warriors of game postponed which is why there's no post game show as you can imagine and just heartbreaking i i feel like for most warrior fans uh he was just a face you saw on the bench you know he's always smiling always like good good spirit to him but like to the broader basketball community and specifically to serbia yeah. he's an absolute icon of the game known as the serbian charles barkley um uh, is most famously to Americans and probably most famously known as the guy who developed Nikola Jokic. Yep. So, you know, not, not uh, anything to look down at or anything. Um, 46 is too young. Uh, and I just want to give like a minute or a moment of silence, rest in peace. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the, we had, someone come on like mm -hmm. that, that knew him to talk about him too. Um, obviously we didn't like know him, but I mean, look at the round, the NBA. I mean, we've had, yes. we've got the NBA putting out a press release, mm -hmm. obviously the warriors, Steve Kerr. Um, I don't, I don't have anything, Sam. Well done. I don't have anything left to add other than this is just, this is just really sad. And hopefully the players are, uh, hopefully his family first is uh, doing well. Right. And his friends are, are doing well. And, uh, and then, and then after that, um, Hopefully the players are, are are managing it well because I can't imagine it was easy for them to to go through something or it is easy for them to go through something yeah. like that. That's just like it, it literally sounds like it just happened last night and then this morning. So it, yeah. it can't be good for for them mentally. Really is the thing. I mean, pro sports are a different job than what ninety nine point nine percent of people have uh, in season. These guys are traveling together all the time. You know, so it's it's like. All death is tragic, but like it's not uh, the same as someone who you maybe like clock in and clock out and talk in the slack. And, right. you know, they right. were uh, we know that they were at a team dinner last night and per reports, uh, a non insignificant number of coaches, staffers, 
players were there. Uh, and that's, you know, when he had the heart thing happen. So uh, it's been kind of alluded to, but people like literally saw it, that sort of thing. Like, I, I don't even know, uh, obviously good on the NBA for canceling. I don't, I don't, I don't even think it's a question when something yeah. like that happens. Right, like, right. It gets canceled. We'll see when it gets rescheduled. It feels kind of weird to talk about, but like my 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 whole thing here is like I, I don't even know where the team goes from this. Like, how do you move on to you know? Shocker, they didn't have shoot around in practice today, right? You know, like, right. but where do you move on from here? Like, where can guys get their heads back into the game? You know, it's it's super cliche to be like, oh, we're gonna go out there and win for him, but that's like not real life. That's not like yeah, how right. you really feel. And I'm just I, I don't know I. It's 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 a lot to digest uh, in what has already been a season that has uh, enough to deal with. Yeah, yeah. This is um, sound like his, the Warriors put out that release you just posted. His wife and kid. Hopefully they're doing well, Sam. Hopefully they're doing well. So um, yeah, that's that's how we'll kick off the pod today. Today's Light Years podcast is brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy. If you think you know basketball, then try to turn your basketball knowledge into real money with the Sleeper app, the ultimate fantasy sports app that can turn game day to payday. Just download the Sleeper app, pick more or less on your favorite players with more stats than any other daily fantasy app. Just choose two or more of your favorite players from pregame or live, pick more or less from the predicted stats, and you can win 100 times your money if your picks win. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms used for details. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms used for details again. Currently operational in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. So with the uh, the cancellation of the Jazz game, the Warriors uh, do not play again until Friday. And uh, what's more interesting or atypical, uh, and I noticed it on the schedule before when we thought the Jazz game was going before all this happened, they get kind of a substantial break after Friday. Uh, they get five days off. Uh, they don't play again till the 24th. With the Jazz game being canceled, they will have played one game from Monday the 15th uh, to Wednesday the 24th. One game in wow. nine days. Wow. Uh, you know, obviously no one predicts – uh, not nothing like right, right, right. It's circumstantial, but and in some ways you could say probably need it considering every, you know like we're not even getting to the basketball, but they've been sticking it up on the court too. Like sure. those guys probably need a break <clears throat> in a million different ways. Um, you know they're flying back to the bay uh, on Wednesday. They'll get a day to compress. They'll play on Friday. We'll see how that goes, but it's it's just kind of like if there was ever a team who needed a few days to collect themselves. It's the Golden State Warriors right now and on like every possible level, both physically and now mentally. Uh, mm -hmm. Right. So I think if you were to look on, you know, maybe a little bit of the, the, the bright side of this, yes, this does help them get their legs under them uh, better um, because they do need to make a run here into the trade deadline, which we will talk about um, so that they can make a move. Uh, a move that they can no longer make as of this afternoon, <laughs> uh, uh, whenever you're reading, listening to this, but um, maybe some other moves that can torpedo them through the uh, rest of the season and give them some reinforcements. But uh, Sam, I don't, I don't 
this team hasn't really struggled with travel this season, except for I think the beginning of the season was rough. They had a really tough start where they had a, some road and, games. And, and ironically, that was like their best stretch of basketball. Exactly. Exactly. And so since then, it feels like they've had a home heavy schedule. It feels mm-hmm. like they haven't traveled as much. And a lot, of, a lot of like short trips. Yeah. yeah. And it, it really like we haven't talked about scheduling issues for an older team uh, in, in, in a few weeks, honestly. And so I don't know if they needed it, but certainly it feels like mentally because uh, even before today happened they were already mentally cooked um yeah, just for have, basketball just, just for, for basketball, basketball. yeah exactly they were already and, and now again again we don't know how they're going to react this after i'm just it, it just feels like this is a team now you what did you say one game in in in, in nine, nine days, days? Yeah. yeah wow they're uh they wow. played monday on um uh mlk day obviously uh a very disappointing loss against the grizzlies uh, and then they're gonna they're gonna play against Dallas at home on Friday, and then they don't play again until uh, next Wednesday at home against uh, equally actually a worse struggling Atlanta Hawks team. I don't know. I, I would assume Friday's game will be emotionally charged for the team sure. uh, because it's that. But then after that, they get a few days to uh, re-energize, uh, just kind of get themselves into probably a better place to deal with everything. Yeah. Um, that that, that and, Dallas game, by the way, they play Luca, who who also has a, who's as yeah hot as he has ever been. Well, I, right? I meant like he also has a good relationship with 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 Mihailovic as well. He tweeted something this morning, so like that's yeah. that's emotionally charged. You talked about it, emotionally sure. charged. That's yeah. yeah, that'll be that'll be a tough one, right? So um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, last time they played Dallas, they were they got cooked, but it was it was it was uh i want to say like a 10 point game but it was completely uncompetitive the entire way it it was one of those games where it's like anytime they got it within 10 dallas is like all right boom 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 run you know uh this time they get draymond back in theory that helps he did look really good against uh, uh against um memphis but you know uh they need to figure something out with that said this is our Under Armour matchup of the week. You know, one game in the entire week, we didn't have a lot to choose from, to be fair. <laughs> but beyond all the somber notes we're discussing uh, and trade deadline and everything, like, it is kind of hitting must-win territory. This is the Warriors' 41st game, which is the official halfway point of the season. Going into it, they're 18-22. and 22 you want to talk about getting yourself out of a hole. Like, yeah, they need to because 18 and 23 is a hell of a lot worse than 19 and 22. I know it seems insignificant, but like the sooner they can get back to 500 ish, the sooner they can re-enter the playoff conversation, the sooner the pressure gets put to make positive moves. Whereas losing Friday, not playing again until Wednesday, all this sort of stuff. That's the sort of stuff that teeters you in the, let's just say, screw it for the season type of stuff yep. which is not where we want to be so uh, it'll be an emotionally charged game but it'll also be a really important game on the basketball court for the golden state Warriors. yeah uh matchup of the week meaning uh at this point we're getting closer to matchup of the season uh under armor matchup of the season every every week we do this because every single one determines what they're going to do at the trade deadline like what you're Apparently. saying outside of just steph and luca how is wiggins going to guard luca how is kaminga going to guard luca how is draymond going to not 
make this team just overhelp nonstop, right? Like that stuff is fine, but the Warriors really need to. I mean, that's a game that they should win against Dallas, but we've said that yeah. many times. So, um, you know, we'll mm. see. Kyrie's playing. Kyrie didn't play last time. Uh, that's not someone we've seen play for a long time. So, for me, when you talk about matchup of the week, that's actually <laughs> as of as of fun. Wednesday. As of Wednesday night, he's playing. A lot, of, a lot of chances. A lot of chances with that guy to find a reason to not play. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do play the Lakers on uh, Wednesday night. We're recording this right before that game. Uh, so I guess they won't be as rested as the Warriors, but I don't think rest is really a factor in this no. game per se. Uh, yeah, UA matchup of the week. It's a big one for the Warriors. Well, you know, before the uh, the sad news, I thought this was going to be the topic of the pod. We we're going to talk about our our old friend Pascal Siakam. You've given us lots of podcast material uh, over the years. We're going to miss you. We're going mi- to I'm going to miss talking Siakam. Yeah, yeah. He might be. Is he on the Miles Turner tier? Oh, he's on. He's he's on. He's on the light years miles turn like there's yeah. two there's the there's the trade rumors and then there's the who have andy and and sam expended uh 80 to 100 hours of of airtime discussing i mean he's got to be top five right like i'm trying Easily. to think who i'm trying to think who else ben simmons got a lot of airtime from you and me uh and you know we're okay that that one didn't go that way uh Bradley Beal, Turner. Be- oh wow, Beal. So Siakam, I think Miles Turner, Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons, little Aaron Gordon in there. Probably a tier below those guys in terms of pure vocal output. I think Siakam is comfortably top three. Comfortably top three, and he's the best player of all those guys. So it, it undoubtedly the best player. I might put him number one. I'd have to go back. Ben Simmons got a lot of a lot of time. The thing about Ben Simmons in those conversations was that it was a debate whether he could help. The thing about Pascal Siakam, and we spent so much time on it, it was always he can help. Will the Warriors actually do it was the question. And, and, and a debate about the contract, not yeah. about the uh, the player. Because, yeah, Ben Simmons is polarizing. How does he fit with Draymond? How does it work without his shooting? That sort of thing. And it's like, you know what? How about he just never plays basketball again? Yeah, so <laughs> he's, on the, he's, ra- he's on the way back. He's ramping up. He's always ramping up. Did you see, up. That, did always- see that video? No, I do not. No, no. He put out like an IG sizzle reel about his uh about how he's excited to come back to basketball, and I'm just like I'm being lied to. Is he? I'm is being... he like? Is that a real? Is he doing that un unironically? Like he's just doing that for real? That's that's pretty sad. Like the self awareness, the lack of self awareness. Just put, it's, he's put that reel out like 25 times. It's hard for me to. Uh, say uh, i mean like it all looks like honestly because of how his career has gone for the last let's say three years like it all looks like satire right like <laughs> no who's watching that seriously right so okay anyway so all right siakam officially right. traded to the indiana pacers and what's interesting to me i think he got moved for less than og it was not a lot they're going to give the highlight that he was traded for three firsts. Okay. But that's misleading because one of those firsts is most likely going to be OKC or the Clippers pick this year, which will be number 28, right? Okay. Like, so it's not a it's not a good pick, right? 
Um, and then the second one will be Indiana's first round pick this year. Currently, it'd be like the 19th or 20th pick. I mean, technically, Pods was the 19th pick, but my point is, it's not a top 10. I think pick. you live with that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a late, it's a non-lotto pick. And then the 2026 pick. Okay. In theory, Indiana could suck, but your Tyrese Halliburton would be 25. If they keep Siakam and build a proper team, that shouldn't be anything better than the 20th pick overall, right? So they're trading three picks, which I would say are between 20 and 30 for the most part. Those aren't premium assets. You know what I'm saying? Those aren't like if they wanted Jarris Walker, uh, who the Pacers took number seven last year. And like, he, he's a raw rookie, but like yeah, yeah, undoubtedly yeah. upside upside. Sure, right. Sure, sure. Yeah. Kuminga yeah. is the same type of player. They wanted Jalen Johnson. They wanted one of these like high end former lotto high upside guys. And they couldn't get one. No, that's that's, I think to me, that's the most interesting thing that they just kind of walked away with it going, all right, we're taking a lot of B level prospects. It's not like you can't find a player at 20, but like it's an, it's an unfulfilling return for an all-star. Like can the warrior can the Warriors have beaten that? Without a question, the Warriors. Like they wanted, they wanted a, a package which involved a Jonathan Kuminga, a Jalen Johnson, one of these young former, like one of these young high upside players, right? Who are still on a rookie deal, and then a pick, right? Like you're not getting a Kuminga at the 21st overall pick. What a what Warriors package beats that? Kuminga and CP3 and a pick. Maybe you throw in a pick. If you throw in a pick, it undoubtedly beats it because the Warriors pick is far more attractive because of the potential that the old guys will blow up. You know, like who's going to be a worse team in 2026? The Warriors or the Pacers? I don't know, but like Steph will be 38 and Tyrese Halliburton will be 25. There's a very realistic scenario that that Warriors pick generates a better and even if yeah, it I mean, does the, it, you got kuminga you know? i mean the warriors pick this season is literally it might be a top 10 pick so yeah right i mean that's and and <sighs> steph is only and steph is only and steph is 35 right so that's that's if you're it, undoubtedly like i agree with you it beats him now the question is can you can could you have could you have beat it if you had just done chris paul kuminga in a second round pick and and i don't and i don't know um because again like the if you're toronto you're gonna have to pay kuminga after that pretty quickly now and and maybe right. that's what they don't want to do uh but again i don't know Masai's always doing some weird like they pay they like trade for yakapurdo last trade deadline so you never know they, i imagine they're not trying to tank that's definitely not what they're trying to do because that's not what what he does imagine he, he's happy with winning 40 games a season so maybe he would have been good with kuminga now the question i guess becomes i mean dave come on kuminga is better than any one of those picks and they'd absolutely want to pay him if you're trading for kuminga you're you're not only like you, you like the upside you also kind of think the warriors don't know how to develop anything which i mean we could debate his upside but a lot of people i don't know I, I just don't know that i don't know that that's a bad bet i don't know that he's a bad bet to put next to scotty bards and quickly and and whatever they're going right there if i'm and the I warriors know- i would have done it that's what that's all i'm trying to get to sure they clearly wouldn't. <laughs> they clearly would not. I, I wonder, is the stickler the first? It feels like to me a stickler wasn't the pick. I feel like the stickler is just Kuminga straight up. That's it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think they weren't ready to throw Kuminga in a trade for Siakam having to get a 
$200 million contract after yeah, it. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think in their mind, Siakam's not that good. Which in, tells me that they're not in the, moving in the, in the, um, and when I say not that good, I mean, max contract that level. Good. Not like, obviously he's a good player, you know, they're not going to get, yeah, I, it, 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 all this tells me is Sam, he's not going anywhere. We're going to, we're going to have come. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. I, I think I I think I agree with you because I I don't know who else is going to get moved at the deadline. Yep. Uh, who's good enough to solicit If you're not willing to trade Kuminga for Pascal Siakam, who is a positional fit, slots into your front court, um, addresses a lot of your needs, are you going to include him for Clint Capella? Are you going to include him for DeJounte Murray? Probably not. You know, like I, I would assume if Lowry Markinen, a young yeah, in his yeah. prime star okay. was available, they would do it. But it doesn't sound like he's available. Uh, and just looking at all the other names out there, it feels like they've made a concerted point to say. Yeah, we'd rather hold on to Kuminga and see how the rest of the season with him plays out and deal with it in the offseason. than throw him at Kumin or sorry, throw him at Siakam get stuck having to pay Siaka a bunch of money and being locked into an old team, which puts us into a punt season in, in terms of going all in and, and makes you uh, very correct in our last, last podcast in terms of, I think where the warriors are going to go with the rest of the guys at the trade deadline, because now it really feels like they're not going to go all in. It just feels like who can we get rid of that we need to, so that we can be quote unquote flexible this off season. That's what it feels like now. And I feel Ugh, like it's gross. Issue, I f- beyond the fact that that's 40 games of terrible basketball to watch. Do you trust them with flexibility? Because it's to me, you could say they haven't really had flexibility for three or four years. They've been like pot committed to this huge, you know, uh, say what you want about the talent, but it's an expensive team for sure. Right. Okay. You go to the off season with a bunch of flexibility. Are you actually going to do something or are you going to give us your version of the Giants uh, off season? Oh, God. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it does. It is starting to feel like every time we get here, they're like, we don't like these options. But next time we're going we, to those options we like and we're going to be more and more aggressive we're spending, we're doing, you know, like, and, and that sort of thing. And, and then all of a sudden you're spending four years and $44 million on a, on a guy that, that's trying to be a starting pitcher when he's a reliever. middle reliever. Uh, what, what are we, what are we doing? I think that, I think the comparison that actually makes a lot of sense as well is, is the Giants farm system stinks. Like they can't develop hitters, which the Warriors, can they develop players that like, John, like is Jonathan Kuminga, Marco Luciano? Like, <laughs> uh, actually pretty good. Cause I, that's actually pretty good. Cause I'm higher on, I'm higher on Kuminga. I think if the giants had a single young hitter who did anything that Kuminga's done, they'd be happy. Uh, I mean, yes, because, because they don't have anyone, but it's like the same way. Like they're not getting you going, dude. He was so <laughs> bad. I can't dude. He was swinging at shit. I can I, my God, but like same thing, right? Like Luciano, ton of power, a uh, ton of like, ton of like, uh, ton of back tool, injuries. Ton of tools. <laughs> Might not have a back. Twenty one, kind of like Kaminga, right? Just toolsy as hell. But it's like, is he actually good at the yeah. sport? Theoretical. 
because I, I mean, I still don't know if Kaminga's good at basketball. Like, he's good at like getting to the basket and scoring, but like defensively, he's not good. Anyway, I'm not gonna do this again. It's just, it's just the Warriors aren't going to move him. They're not gonna move him at the trade deadline. They're gonna wait until the offseason. You're now concerned that they're really not gonna do anything on the offseason, which again is like, which is again is like, if you're to me, it, 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 I'm almost to the point where it's like, Steph, what are we doing here? Right, because if you're gonna leave these guys to their own devices, we've seen it with Bob Myers, and now I think we're gonna see it with Joe Lacob and Mike Dunleavy. They probably are. They probably aren't gonna do anything to go all in. Steph, what are you gonna tell them? Yeah, where's when's the pressure coming? It's um, when's the LeBron coming? Right, when when it? Because if it's not coming, then we're gonna yeah. talk about this part coming up. They're just gonna move off Wiggins, and that's it. Right, like that's it. It does feel like that's kind of where they're headed with it. Like right now, it seems like priority A for this front office. Priority A was not acquiring Siakam. No, it wasn't. I think we can. I think we can all agree they wanted to wait until the end of the trade deadline to see if they could get him for a deal. Well, he was traded the seventeenth of January. No deal. No deal to be made for you. So they're clearly going to wait it out. They, there seems to be. Just based off of what you hear Sham say, uh, Jake Fisher, Woj, all these people say, there seems to be more smoke about them trying to find someone to take Wiggins than making a trade right now. Like, this is priority A. And I get needing to get off of Wiggins, and I get the logic in that. What is the logic? The logic is he's terrible. Uh huh. And he's owed a lot of money. Uh huh. And you could convince me he's the single biggest reason they're bad this year uh, because he regressed to below Minnesota level and they were kind of counting on him to be an every night player. Am I surprised Clay's inconsistent at 34 with his injuries? Of course not. That happens. It's sad. The 28 year old guy who was amazing in the NBA finals two years ago should be Mr. Consistency. Uh, I think if they move off of him, it's them saying, dude, it's only going to be worse in the offseason to move him. Like he's just, his value is going to keep going down. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but they're, I think they're, they're looking at Wiggins as like, man, even in his own head, if we get, if we can't get rid of him now, he, he's going to be like a Ben Simmons for us or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. That's, that, that that's super, sense. that's yeah. dramatic, but it's <clears> hard <throat> to not notice that like, okay, Clay's contract's expiring and they're either going to get him re signed at a smaller number that they like, or they're going to let him walk. One of those two are happening. I kind of still think he comes back, but we'll see. Draymond, they re-signed at a less money per year, but longer years deal. Steph is Steph. Wiggins is their other big money contract that's absolutely not performing and kind of the guy you were expecting to be that uh, 28-year-old bridge player. Is it enough? I mean, that's it's fair to say, like, that's a lot to put on one guy to be the bridge player. But, like, even in context of who he is, he's not performing on any ability uh, on any I, level. And it's not just the offense for me. It's like, does he even try on defense most nights? Well, I mean, no, he's terrible. I, I guess my question is, what does he get you that helps you? So the goal, work backwards from the goal. The goal is to, to have good players. To have good players. <laughs> but it's really to... To put together a team, same thing, to put together a team for Steph that makes sense to help him try to, to fucking make the postseason, either this year or next year. 
Or in this case, if you work backwards from that, find a number two, right? And if you work backwards from that, it's finding flexibility to get a number two. So, mm-hmm. so working all the way back, what does trading Wiggins get you that helps you become flexible and then get like, the, are you just trying to first round? Like who's giving you a first form? doesn't make any sense. So what are you salary dumping them? So if you're salary dumping them, you're not getting anything that helps you moving forward. So now it's just, I mean, you, the, the argument that he's going to be Ben Simmons makes sense. So now it's just a waste. But if you're just trading him for nothing, which is going to be nothing, Dallas will give you
Like, this is just not a serious, not a serious organization. I've got people telling me like, well, like he's not good enough to get your championship. Dude, they're not even good enough to make the post, like the play-in game right now. I'm not asking for a championship. Can you be respectful to the guy and just give him a shot? <laughs> right? Uh, last year, the Warriors lost in the second round. I'd be okay with that. Like, at least you gave him a shot to be in the postseason to, to win something. But you are you are you seriously going to say you're just going to get off a contract for a player and then go into the offseason? Now you've lost your first round. Like, you, now you've lost a top 10 pick and you're not even making the postseason and you don't have anything going into next off, next season. It's pretty. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a fair call out. And hopefully they don't end up there. Mm. Um mm. What would you consider a successful trade deadline? Well, I, I think at this point, my bar is that I wouldn't even mind if they took a risk on a longer deal contract, which I think they don't really want to do. But the name that I think would be hilarious, but would show me that they've got some, some stones, might be stupid, but we would be like Zach Levine, right? Where they're just Ooh. like, where they're just like, hey, you know what? He's not, not the best fit. He doesn't – we don't know if he plays defense. He definitely doesn't right now, but maybe he does with us. He could be a great scorer for us. We need that. Um, Draymond likes him. Terrible contract. We could probably get him for just Chris Paul. Do we just swing? Do we just swing and say, let's just get him and let's just figure out the luxury tax stuff later. We'll get off Wiggins' contract. We'll get Levine. Maybe we'll swing another trade for a big somewhere. Maybe hopefully not Vooch because now that you've got two guys that are terrible on defense, but like, let's just make that move. Let's just make that move and, and, and just spice things up a little bit. He might not, he might not get us anywhere where we want to be. He might get exposed in the postseason, but at least we're in the postseason, right? Well, at least we're there. We're in a second round series and we we're, 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 we're in a battle versus right now. If they don't take that risk, they're not winning any more games. So I don't know, Sam, like I would think that's successful. Like, it got some stones. Like, all right, it might be bad, but it got I, some stones. They're not going to do it. I don't They're know how I feel about Levine, but for me, what I would consider successful is they acquire players who can breathe life into them for the second half of the season and can be pieces for the off season, for the next season. You know, so like Levine is Levine going to make them a title contender? No. They have too many holes, and he doesn't plug half of them. Like, he helps them offensively, but he doesn't plug half their holes, right? But can Levine be part of the solution going into the offseason? Maybe. Maybe. Like, that's what I'm getting at. Like, Or like the, the other player, the one I've been thinking about, DeJounte Murray, you know? Uh, he's – does he solve all the Warriors' issues? No, of course not. He's one man, you know, and he's not, he's not a perfect player either. He can help their point of attack defense. He can add playmaking. He can get to the rim more than a lot of their guys. All those things are positive. It, it, it's he's not prime LeBron or anything, you know. So, um, but if they acquired him, I'd be like, you know what? They got a guy in his twenties who can help this team, and now they can go in the off season being like, okay, now we need to get a big to go with these guys. Yeah, Just show me. Breathe some life into this and show me you're moving in a positive direction. I agree. Murray's a better fit than Levine, right? But like, you know, Different. whatever. Get both. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go go with a four guard, Draymond at the five star. They already lineup. go, they already go with a four guard line. <laughs> but at least these four guards are explosive. Now you've got Murray playing some defense, Levine and Clay chucking up yeah. shots. Steph might never shoot again. But you know, I, I'm <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm kidding. I'm half kidding, honestly. I'd be jacked up if they got both. 
I don't think it'd be that hard. But like you said, it just just do something that gets gets. See, the Giants need to do something to get the fan base going. I think the Warriors need something to do something to get the players going. Like, it's a totally different story for the Warriors. I, I think Draymond's out there. He's fed up. But you, and, you know, I'm annoyed that he's but he's fed up. Steph is tired. Um, Chris Paul is just he's hurt. He's nowhere to be found. He might not even be on this team. Wiggins doesn't look like he wants to be here. Clay's just bitching and moaning every game. Like it's just Kaminga's talking to Shams half the time. He doesn't. Even, I don't even know what he does. And so it's like no, he's not in the Warriors group chat. He's in the he's in the Shams Woj group chat. Yes, yeah, apparently. So it's like they need something <laughs> to really. They need really. It's again. It's not like Levine's a leader. I don't know about Murray, but it's like. Can you just give these guys some some juice? Because if we're just gonna keep doing this and doing don't this you, and doing this, they've already they look like they're almost gonna give up out there. Really- don't you agree with me though? Like it, it, Clay will be resolved in the offseason no matter what. Uh one way or another, that'll be resolved. Uh Wiggins being the elder statesman, the guy helping, just sulking and not mattering is like really kind of if you just replace him with a guy with different energy. It might breed some life into Steph and Draymond, and they might be able to make the playoffs. You know, it's just it's, at least at least he will be resolved in two weeks when he's off the team. So you know, what I mean, like maybe maybe that'll breed some energy into into these guys. Watch right? watch them keep them being like we didn't like the offers. <sighs> anyway, right. Right, we'll end it. We'll end it there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The, we'll All thoroughly right. appreciate everyone. We'll be we'll go live on playback after the Dallas Mavericks game. Appreciate everyone. Subscribe. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.